Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. I didn't do an episode last week because I was really sad. And I'm still sad. If you follow me on Instagram, then you might have seen I was talking about my sweet older dog got really sick and spent a couple nights in the hospital. And that all started on Thursday. I usually record on Sundays and I was like, oh, maybe I'll talk about this. You know, it was really expensive and I could not get words out without starting to cry. So I spared you that. (laughs) Maybe in another couple of weeks, I'll be able to talk about that without getting so emotional. But it's not this week. This week, I'm going to talk about misleading financial statistics that make me absolutely bonkers. And I did an episode like this before. It was episode 215, 2.15. And it was called Half of Us Pay No Taxes, which is just a thing that people like to say, even though it's not really true. And I did a whole episode about that. So if you want to listen to me talk about that for about nine minutes, you can go listen to that episode. I made sure it was available. I actually just moved all my older episodes into a subscription. So like the last 40 or so are available for free, like normal. And then I just started kind of archiving the older ones into a subscription. I might change my mind on that. Something I'm playing around with. In any case, my point is I made sure it was not behind a subscription. So you can go listen to it if you'd like to. It's nine minutes long. It's me ranting about this statistic. You might've heard 50% of people pay no taxes at all. And the very Reader's Digest version of that is... One, when people talk about that, they're only talking about federal income tax. Doesn't include state, doesn't include local, doesn't include social security taxes, doesn't include Medicare taxes. Two, when you see that as a headline, how if people don't pay taxes, it ignores the nuance, which is, of course, that people tend to float in and out of that category. So generally people who are very young or generally people who are very old don't pay federal income tax. Also, sometimes if someone, for example, takes a year off because they need to take care of a family member or they have a baby where they get the sick themselves that year, they wouldn't pay federal income tax if they didn't make enough money to pay it. I get really mad about this. Anyways, 2.15 is that episode if you want to listen to that. But related, there's one I have really been hearing a lot about, and it's that 50% of people who make six figures live paycheck to paycheck. And I saw it a bunch of times and I was like, that can't, that, that like can't be right. I gotta look into this. And then I did, and I made all these notes and I was going to do a podcast episode about it. And then I, I don't know, I misplaced it or I forgot or something. And then I've been seeing it come up again. So I fell down the rabbit hole and I made all the notes again and I am going to talk about it. So that's the one that really has me fired up. There's a couple others though. I just saw one that said 83% of Gen Z workers are job hoppers. And again, that totally set off my spidey senses. Like, okay, that's a, that's a nonsense statistic. What is it? This actually mean? It's from a survey by Resume Lab. Here, here are the actual numbers. 4% of Gen Z respondents plan to stay with their current employer for less than a year. 19% say they'll stay no more than a year. 43% say they plan to stay two years. 22% say they're willing to stay three years. And 13% intend to stay four years or more. So somehow 83% of Gen Z workers are job hoppers. And also 78% of of Gen Z workers have said they expect to work at their current employer for two to five years. So I, I don't, I don't. 
don't get that. Another one, you see politicians talk about this sometimes. Oh, what's the percentage? Hang on, I have it. A lot of times these statistics are shared as like the average American or most Americans. There's one, the average American is $400, is a $400 unexpected expense away from bankruptcy. And y'all, I'm an equal opportunity BS statistic caller outer. The 50% of people pay no taxes thing was something Mitt Romney very famously said. Kamala Harris, I'm quoting, the average American is a $400 unexpected expense away from bankruptcy. So that comes from a study from the U.S. Federal Reserve. They asked households if they would cover a $400 emergency expense using cash or the available equivalent. I'm assuming that means like cash or like put on your credit card, but pay it off right away, write a check, et cetera. So last year, 63% of households said yes, they would cover a $400 emergency expense using cash. Now, would we like that number to be higher? Yes, that means 37% said no. That's still a problem. 37% of people saying no, they wouldn't cover a $400 emergency expense using cash or cash equivalent. Not most, it's not average, but that doesn't mean that 37% of US households would have to like file for bankruptcy if they had a $400 unexpected expense, which was the quote that I just read to you. So 16% said they would put it on a credit card. 9% said they would borrow money from friends or family. 6% said they would sell something. 4% said they would borrow from like a payday lender or from the bank. Again, these are not great. But only 13% of all households said they flat out would not be able to come up with a $400. This is something that would put them towards bankruptcy. So this study, it still doesn't paint a rosy picture, but like all things, the headline, the soundbite, it just doesn't tell the whole story and it's not giving you nuance and it is making me bonkers. Okay. So the one I've been seeing all the time, half of people making $100,000 for living paycheck to paycheck. Where did this come from? So this is from a study from payments.com. It's, if you want to find it, it's payments like without any vowels. So it's P-Y-M-N-T-S.com, I think. And they do the study on an annual basis. And the last time they did it was December of 2022. So almost a year ago, pretty recently. Hmm. And the study does show that 51% of people making $100,000 a year or more report that they live paycheck to paycheck. However, what you don't see in the headlines, in the Instagram posts, all the places that this gets shared is that they differentiate. So they don't just ask people, hey, how much money do you make? And are you living paycheck to paycheck or not? You get three options. So are you living paycheck to paycheck without difficulty paying your monthly bills? Or are you living paycheck to paycheck with issues paying your monthly bills? Or are you not living paycheck to paycheck? And that seems like a huge difference to me. I mean, if someone says, yeah, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, but I'm not really having any trouble paying my bills. I think that that is not what living paycheck to paycheck means. And words have nuance and language is hard, but I think we all agree that when we think of the term paycheck to paycheck, that in and of itself means someone who's struggling, means someone who is counting down in those last few days before their next paycheck comes in, before they can go purchase something. Someone living quote unquote paycheck to paycheck without difficulty paying monthly bills. In my mind, that's just someone who's deciding to spend all their money every month. And again, that's probably still not great. Like I would rather all people 
not be choosing to spend all their money if that's a choice for them. I would rather people be saving and investing and making wise decisions, but there's a massive difference there. And so, so numbers wise, so again, the headline that you see often 51% of people making more than hundred thousand dollars are living paycheck to paycheck, but 16% of people who make more than hundred thousand dollars are living paycheck to paycheck with difficulty paying their monthly bills. The difference between 16% and 51%, I mean, that's, that's like a really big difference. Now it's definitely trending in the wrong direction. So the 51% number, so that's living paycheck to paycheck with difficulty and without difficulty. That's up from 42% the year prior. So it went from 42%, now it's up to 51%. And even that 16% number, so the number of people living paycheck to paycheck with difficulty paying their monthly bills, that's up to in 2021, that was only 11%. Last time they did the study, it'll be up to 16%. That's not great. So I'm not trying to say everything's fine. Everyone in the United States has plenty of money. No one is lacking. Like that's not true at all. This is the thing. Like there is actually no need to exaggerate how bad the problem is. It's already bad enough. Like 16% of people making over $100,000 a year are living paycheck to paycheck. That still means something. It doesn't have to be half. It doesn't have to be that 51% number to still make me interested. Like, hey, what's going on there? Now, there could be a couple things going on there. There are people who live in high cost of living areas. There are people who are potentially a sole breadwinner. So one adult is working and they are supporting another adult and kids on one $100,000 salary. That can be tough, especially in a high cost of living area. And of course, with inflation, $100,000 salary is not what it used to be. I've seen some conversations about this recently. I think it's really interesting. I think it's two things. The idea that people get to a salary of $100,000 and kind of think, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't I don't feel as, as made it as I thought I was going to feel. And I think it's a couple of things. Cost of housing, cost of a lot of things have gone up quite a bit. But I also remember feeling this way when I hit 100K for the first time some number of years ago. I don't remember. Six years ago? I think six. And for me, it was like, okay, I make this much money now. I should be maxing out my 401k. I should be maxing out my IRA. I should be maxing out my HSA. And I know not everyone feels that way. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, because I like looking at real numbers, I put a couple different salaries into a tax calculator. I like the one on smartasset.com. So I looked at someone making 100000 versus someone making 50000 The $100,000 person is maxing out their 401k and maxing out an IRA. IRA. The $50,000 person is contributing 10% to their 401k, no IRA contributions. So the $100,000 person maxes out their 401k, pays more in taxes, maxes out their IRA. They're taking home around $51,000 per year. The person making $50,000 just contributes 10% to their 401k, no IRA contributions. They're taking home about $35,000 per year. So your base salary might be double, but your take home only went up by 15K. Now that's still a lot. Like most of us would be very happy for our take on pay to go up by $15,000. But I think now I'm just on a tangent. I think that's why making $100,000 doesn't always feel like it's as much as maybe you think it would be. That was a long tangent. I probably should have made it its own episode, but I didn't. <laughs> okay. My actual point was when you see headlines with any kind of statistic, whether it's about personal finance or not, that make you go, whoa, it's worth double clicking. It's worth saying, is that real? It's worth, usually it's not that hard to just Google the study and find the actual original study results because the person writing the headline, their goal is not to educate you in a nuanced way. Their goal is to 
get clicks, maybe sell ads. Someone sharing that might be trying to get you to feel like you're ahead of the game, get you to feel like you are kind of othering other people. There's all kinds of motivations for why someone might be sharing this information. And that is just my point. When you see this, what is this person trying to get me to think? What is this person trying to get me to feel? After this 10 word headline, what are the next 10 words and the next 10 words and the next 10 words? Thank you for listening to my polite little rant. If you have thoughts, send me a DM on Instagram. If you liked this episode, you could leave me a written review. I'm at 72 and I'll be really excited when I hit 100. I just got a new one this week. I went from 71 to 72 and I was like, yes. So if you have time, great. Or share this with a friend, someone who also really strongly dislikes misleading statistics. Sharing episodes is one of the best ways for me to find new listeners and for them to find me. You'd be a listener matchmaker, you. All right. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.